Don't tell me you want your business to feel like a family. No, you don't. You really don't. You want it to be a place where people feel safe and they feel comfortable, but you don't want it to feel like family. Because see, in family, you don't always tell the truth. You put up with all kinds of behavior you don't want to put up with. You don't necessarily let people know, or you call people on the carpet even harsher than you would outside of family. You don't want your business to feel like family. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season 10, episode nine, entitled Clarity is Key with Laurel Rutledge. Before we jump into the interview, I wanna tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized. So we all can live a complete and fulfilled life both personally as well as professionally. If you love Win Hers United, please invite someone you know to listen and tell your friend to tell a friend. Let's spread the knowledge, y'all. You know, we believe in being empowered and empowering on. Now, without further ado, let's get into season 10, episode nine, entitled Clarity is Key with Laurel Rutledge. All right, we're back with another amazing woman of color entrepreneur, Laurel, welcome. Thank you, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Yes, so excited to have you. So before we dig in, let me tell you all more about Laurel. With nearly 30 years of domestic and global experience across industries and functions, Laurel Rutledge speaks the language of organizations. As a Black woman who reached the top level in her profession and a former senior HR executive, she also knows what it takes to survive and what makes employees leave or stay. Laurel's expertise in leadership development, organizational consulting, human resources, risk management, and internal audit further enhances her ability to simplify complex solutions, moderate difficult conversations, and provide effective guidance. Laurel is happiest when she sees her clients have their, well, damn, moment and start moving into empowered action. And her goal is to get you out of your rut and off the ledge and into the career, life, and business that you want. Laurel, listen, you got a lot going on, Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a mutt, but you know, I, I embrace all of it. I embrace all of it because I wouldn't be here if I hadn't had all that stuff. Listen, I love it. Look, and I'm looking for a well damn moment, right? So I'm, I'm excited. Look, we're going to get right? that today, y'all. We're going to get that today. So in addition to all of this, Laura's also a podcaster. So be sure to check out her podcast, The Rutledge Perspective. I had the pleasure of being a guest. And Laurel has an extreme, when I say extreme, y'all, I mean extreme gift 
for asking amazing questions. And I'm going to put the link to you're welcome. I'm listen, you you already know how I feel about it. Laurel. <laughs> you already know. I'm going to put the link to the episode I had on Laurel's podcast in the show notes. So that was a mouthful. So, Laurel, I know they tired yes. of hearing me. Right. So let's get started with you telling yeah. us more about your business the LKR group, right? Laurel K. Rutledge, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, thank you. First, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm telling you, when you meet someone, you just connect. I mean, it was just, yeah, divine intervention. But my business started out of pain, to be honest. So I left corporate at the end of 2017 and started this business in 2018 with the idea that all I was going to do was just kind of coach people. That was just, you know, I was just going to do that. But what it has really morphed into is this whole idea around alignment, vision, and action. And what I found is through my experience and through talking to people and working with clients is in this business, getting people really aligned to answer four questions, who you are, where you are, what you want, and what it's going to take to get there. And everybody, whether you are building a business or you're building a career or you're trying to build a different life, if you can answer those four questions, then you can stand in power to take action for whatever it is you want. Even if in that moment it is, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sit here a minute and then I'm going to make a plan because I don't want you to hurt you because you're mad at them. That's not what we do here. We get you ready so that you can move where you want to be. Or you can get really cool with staying where you are because you've got a perspective that says, this is funding the other stuff I want to do. But instead of me getting all caught up in this thing that I don't love, I'm going to use it to fund the thing I do love and just change your mindset. Shift your perspective, you shift your circumstances. So that's what it's all about. Mm, I love that, Laurel. I love it, love it, love it. And I can totally relate, right? Been there and... For me personally, mm -hmm. it was about acceptance, right? Like yes. it totally, you know, accepting the thing. And like you said, figuring out what I wanted if I wasn't happy with what I saw. Right. And I feel like a lot yes. of times we go through life and we ignore like we go through with these blinders on ignoring mm -hmm. our reality, thinking that that ignorance, so to say, is going to change it, yes. which it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I was listening to a podcast this weekend and they interviewed this woman who is one of the first black CEOs. And I was listening to her and I thought, you know what? Here's part of the problem, especially as black women. We spend a lot of time when things just don't feel right. First saying, OK, well, maybe if I try it this way or maybe I didn't say it right. We need to own our own stuff. Don't get me wrong. But we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what we did wrong when it could be the environment is just wrong. And we also get put in these situations where we are the cleanup woman for all kinds of stuff. If it's not working well, if the project isn't going well, if the team is a bad team, oh, we're going to give you a promotion and have you do that. And you end up cleaning up all the crap all the time. And that is draining. It's debilitating. It is defeating. And so we end up looking at ourselves saying, wait a minute, I've been successful and now I'm having this issue. What have I done wrong? What is it about me? Maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I would. Maybe I can't communicate as well as I thought I could. And we turn ourselves into a pretzel thinking that it's all us. It is not. You are not crazy. You're not crazy. Now, you got to own your own stuff, but you're not crazy. And sometimes you just got to remind people of who you are. 
And you don't have to be nasty about it because it's not unkind to be clear. But you don't have to let people treat you any kind of way. And you have to let them know that you see them. I see that you put me in this situation that's been this way for 30 years. And now you want it fixed in two minutes? We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You're going to give me the same time. You're going to give me the same respect. You're going to give me the same resources that you gave the other person. And then I'm going to take my genius and take it to a place that they couldn't take it. That's what mm. we're going to do. Listen, look, Laura, you done said, look, podcast over, y'all. It's over. <laughs> look, Laura done dropped us a whole load Dancing. in 2.2 <laughs> seconds, right? So I want to go back to a quote, y'all. This is a tweetable. Yeah. It's not unkind to be clear. Like, I felt that in my soul, Laurel. That was yes. so good. That was good. Yes. I just believe it. You know, we, when I talk to people and we start working through kind of this alignment piece, right, and then what the vision is, I tell them it really isn't unkind to be clear. We, as women, sometimes we get so caught up in, we don't want to be ugly. We don't, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. That's why I tell folks, don't tell me you want your business to feel like a family. No, you don't. You really don't. You want it to be a place where people feel safe and they feel comfortable, but you don't want it to feel like family. Because see, in family, you don't always tell the truth. You put up with all kinds of behavior you don't want to put up with. You don't necessarily let people know, or you call people on the carpet even harsher than you would outside of family. You don't want your business to feel like family. You want it to be a business, but you want to be clear. People don't meet your expectations because sometimes they didn't understand what they were because you weren't clear about it. And I own this myself, right? I know me. I will have a conversation with me from A to Z. And I know what's supposed to happen. I know what I mean, all of that kind of stuff. And then I'll go have a conversation with somebody else who I need to help me. And I'll start at F. And they're like, wait, what? That's on me. That's not on them. So when they don't meet the expectations, I haven't been clear. So you do yourself a favor and the other person if you are clear about your expectations, about where you stand on something, about what you think is going on. We are not mind readers. And so you can't be mad at someone else if you weren't clear in the first place. And you don't have to be ugly to be clear. So even if someone's irritated you, it's not personal. Somebody else said, I hate when people say that. It's not personal, it's business. It's not personal. It's not personal. It is business. The impact may be personal, but the situation is not personal. The situation is about business. And so if you can focus on the behavior that's not doing or not getting you the outcomes that you want, then you're able to move through expectations and be clear about what's supposed to happen. Here's the behavior, here was the outcome, here's how it didn't match the desired outcomes, and here's what needs to happen in order for us to fix the behavior. I haven't said anything about your character, I haven't said anything about whether or not I like you or don't like you, because see, none of that stuff matters. What matters is the expected outcome. Mm. And then you take the personal stuff out of it. Right. That look, this listen, this is advice for life, not just in business, right? Like you giving me some advice on how to deal with my kids, you know? Listen. <laughs> it's not unkind to be clear. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. as you were talking, right? Like I heard you, I absorbed it, right? But what if it's someone out there, right? Like clear. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, how do I like what if I don't even know what clear looks like? Yeah. What advice do you have for a person? You know, that that is starting from what does clear mean? Like, I think yeah. I'm clear, but obviously I'm not because I'm not getting the results I want. So, yes, how do I know if I'm clear or what tips can I use to get clear? So to say that is. Oh, that's so good. See, you talk about me and questions. That is so good. So in order to get clear, you have to really understand who you are first. Right. So I always ask people I have a, a 
It's called the Rutledge Perspective Tree. So if you see the tree in my logo, I actually have an alignment process that starts with that tree. And I tell people, start with your root system. You got to know what feeds you, right? For me, it's faith, family, friends, and health. And that's big health. So physical, financial, emotional, all of that. What feeds you? Then if you look at the trunk of a tree, you think about how a tree works, right? That's kind of the vascular system. What are the skills and abilities that you have, right, that make you unique? And then the branches, the leaves, the fruit, whatever, those are the way you want to deliver to the world. What are the things I want to give? And the thing about that is if you think about a tree, all that stuff regenerates. Trees may have flowers, they may have fruit, they may have leaves, but unless you're an evergreen, and even if you're an evergreen, things fall down, right? Leaves fall off, fruit falls off, it goes back into the ground, it seeds and nurtures the root system so it can start all over again. So in order for you to get clear, you got to know who you are first and be really, really solid in who you are. So then when you start thinking about what is it that I really want to do, you can always go back and play that against, okay, I say I want to be a international star. And I go back to what really feeds me and what I really need and how I want to deliver to the world. And I say, you know what? I really enjoy small, intimate groups. I get my best work done. They get the best of me when it's just small. It's just two or three people. We're talking about things that are intimate. I'm continually learning and growing, and I am delivering real facts. If you want to be an international star, that's not what that is. So do you really want to be an international star, or do you want to be able to make an international impact because through these small groups, you are impacting others? right? By knowing who you are and being clear on who you are, then you can understand what it is you want and figure out, is that really it? Or is there something adjacent to it? And it looks different, mm. right? The other thing for people who are in careers and they're really trying to figure out what it is I want and I'm not clear is the question I ask people is, tell me the work you want to do. I did not say, tell me what job you want to have. Tell me the work you want to do. And the reason I ask that question is because you can do the work anywhere. If you say the work I love is financial work, you can be an accountant, you can be an investment banker, you can be a financial planner, you can be a budget manager in the military. You can do all of those things if you love finance. And you can then decide, you know what? Maybe I can look at this other industry. Maybe I don't just have to go to public accounting. Maybe I can do something in a small business that really needs a CFO that can help them manage their money. Because the work you want to do is around finances. It is not, I want to be an accountant at a CPA firm. Now, if that's your thing, do that. But start with what is the work I want to do. Clarity is about starting simple, simple. Who are you? And then what is the work I want to do? And how do those align? And then I get clearer and clearer and clearer so that my action that I take gets me where I want to be. Hopefully mm -hmm. that made sense. It did. That was good. Look, that you got me ready to reevaluate my whole life, Laurel. I, I need some, to do some reevaluations because I think I want to be an international sensation, but I love right? those small groups, right? So I don't appreciate you being all in my business, Laurel. Look, ca calling me out now, calling me right. out, honey. Okay. Right. That was good. Right. I like that. That was really, really good. I want to circle back on yeah. something that you talked about because 
I actually was just having a conversation with my daughter that was mm-hmm. similar. And I've had conversations with people because everyone, look, I always call out the lawyer listeners, right? All the lawyer yes. listeners, y'all know I'm still in corporate, right? Mm-hmm. And you talked about like standing up for yourself and, you know, like yes. if you get something that's too much for you or they're putting unrealistic expectations on you to speak up mm-hmm. to that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there is a fear that can be attached to that, especially, you know, like I've talked to people, they're like, oh, you're lucky to have a job post COVID and it's this and that, you know, so then it, it's this fear of, oh, I don't want to speak up because right. I don't want to lose what I have and this, this and that. Can we talk to that? Yeah. Like, how do you yes. stand up for yourself and, and still be secure or I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out exactly how I want to say it, but get past that fear in, you know, being assertive yet also, yeah. you know, respectful of you. No, that this is such a juicy topic. So let's start here. You teach people how to treat you. That's number one. Number two, you must, you must be really savvy about the organization you're working in. You have to know how they operate. You have to understand the culture and you have to understand the politics. You can't let your emotions keep you from being politically savvy. This is not emotional. You may feel emotional, but your ability to keep people from mistreating you cannot be emotional, it has to be strategic. And especially as black women, we have to play chess. We can't be playing checkers because our Willingness to stand up for ourselves is immediately going to be seen as aggressive, not assertive. Immediately. I don't care what organization you're in, right? Immediately it's going to be seen differently because there's all that inherent bias. So you start with that foundation. Then you have to make a decision. Is it me or is it them, right? Am I showing up the way I really want to show up? Is, is there something that I'm doing? And be honest, don't put things on yourself that are not true, but really ask yourself, is it me or is it them? And if it truly is the situation, then is this situation bad enough that I want to say something or can I maneuver around it, right? Does this person really matter or not? And if I need to say something, who do I need to say it to? And how am I gonna say it? You gotta be strategic. So not everything needs a response. Sometimes your silence is the best response. And I'll give you a prime example. I was in a executive meeting. So again, I was the the senior HR person for this this organization. I was in an executive meeting and it was one of these year in, we're going to talk, we're going to, you know, we're going to do feedback, all that kind of stuff. And so it's been a tough year. We had carved out, we'd done a bunch of things. I was having to deal with a lot of things and putting my own team together, much less getting everybody else's teams together. Because I had to build my group from 15 HR business partners to a full-blown HR department. So we sat in this meeting and I'm already thinking, this is going to be interesting. And I didn't say anything the whole meeting. This was a four hour meeting. Didn't say anything the whole meeting. And at the very end, there were two people left, the CFO and I, and they went to the CFO and they said, okay, well, what, you know, you haven't said anything. What are you thinking? And he said, whatever he said. And then they came to me and I said, the only thing I will say is it's been very clear what this organization thinks about HR because you guys have not seen great HR before. And so since you haven't seen it, you believe that it doesn't exist. And since I didn't spend my whole entire career here, you'd think my career just started when I got here. And neither of those things are true. And the final thing I will tell you is not all help is helpful. And I shut my stuff and I said, you guys have a really good dinner. And I left. I said, I will not be joining you for dinner. And I left. My phone was blowing up, right? I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I didn't burst. None of that kind of stuff. But I was clear. Not all help is helpful. And I see you. 
And I did it intentionally, one, to protect me, because I was like, I need to not have dinner with these people tonight, and there's nothing in my job description that says I have to, so I am going home. But second, they needed to understand that sometimes your silence speaks volumes. And what my silence told them was, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to keep having this conversation. I'm not going to sing Kumbaya. This is not what we're doing. This is not what we're doing. Not tonight. This is not what we're doing. And so when you get in those situations, you have to really, really understand your organization. You have to understand whether or not the thing that has occurred is worth your effort to change. And then two, you got to understand when you are just done, when it's time to walk away. Because when I left the organization, I was at so much peace. I just knew that December, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just, I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. I just knew. And I walked in that February and said, I'm out. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. You know, I'm giving you guys an extended period of time to find my replacement because I know I'm a senior executive to give you an extended period of time to find my replacement, but I'm done. And they panicked because they weren't paying attention. Right. And it ended up being a situation where I ended up staying much longer than I anticipated it, but it also funded the start of my business. So one, get really clear on, is it me or is it them? Two, Understand whether or not it is worth that particular situation is worth your saying something about it. And then three, understand your worst case scenario. Is it enough where if they don't say something that's okay with you that you're willing to walk? Because I don't want you to hurt you because you're mad at them. And if not, what are you going to do about it, right? You got to know those three things before you do anything. But you teach people how to treat you. If you constantly make excuses for them, they're going to keep pushing the envelope. You have to know when to say something. And sometimes you say it in private. And sometimes, as I had a CEO say one time, every once in a while, you just need to bite somebody in public. The next time, all you have to do is bare your teeth. Listen, I love that. I love that, Laurel. That was some great, great advice, right? And for everyone listening, all my entrepreneurs out there like, Nicole, I'm not an employee. That doesn't apply to me. Well, that can apply to your business relationships as well. Yes. That can apply to your clients, right? Because I've had many people come on here and talk about you know, some how some clients are unrealistic or have unrealistic yeah. expectations placed upon them, right? That can apply to your family. Because I'm telling you, like, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking family, 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 like the family light is blinking, right? So great, great advice and, and yeah. all of it. Just just golden, golden. I hope y'all writing notes now. I hope y'all writing <laughs> notes. I hope y'all planning some time to practice what you're yeah. writing, right? Because Laurel is giving us all the goods right now. All, all of the gems, as I like to call them. <laughs> all of the gems, right? So Laurel, let's take a slight turn, right? I want to yeah. talk about your trademark slogan. And I think it goes yeah. all along with what we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Out of your rut and off the ledge. Yeah. Man, so, you know, one, it came up because I was actually working with one of my very first business coaches and her marketing person. She was talking to me about what I did and I was telling her, explaining to her how I was working with people. And again, this was very early on, right? And I was saying, I don't want anyone else to feel like me. I don't want any other black woman in corporate to feel like I felt. And she said, so... Basically, you talk people, like, get them out of a rut, talk them back up the ledge. I'm like, oh, that's it. And it actually spells my name. It spells right. Rutledge. That's why I'm like, what a great it's play perfect. on your name. Yes, like it's perfect. Yeah. But even more than that, it truly is, it gets to your question that you just asked, right? 
we can get in such a rut of just tolerating mess, of being so comfortable in the discomfort, it is easier to stay than it is to go. And so that out of your rut part is, don't just keep tolerating stuff because that's the enemy you know, right? If you have to do it for now because you got other stuff going on and you make a conscious decision to stay, I'm all about that. But don't stay just out of comfort. Stay out of intent. And then when you can, don't let them drive you crazy to where you're just about to jump off and hurt you. Let's pull you back off that ledge and let's make a plan. Let's get strategic about what you're going to do. Because here's the deal. Yes, they are paying you to work, but they are paying you because you are working. This is not a benevolent society. They're not just paying you for nothing. They are getting the value of your expertise. They're getting the value of your gifts. They owe you that paycheck, right? It is a dual relationship. They are paying you for a full day's work, but you are giving them a full day's work and usually more than that. And they owe you a paycheck for that. So don't feel like this whole, you just need to be happy you have a paycheck. You need to be happy you have a paycheck. If any other time now, people are starving for talent. They're starving for good talent. That doesn't mean you take it to the extreme and act all kinds of crazy and, and don't do anything because they're starving for talent and they're not going to let you go because it's still a business. But it is a relationship. They are paying you for value that you're delivering and you are delivering value. And when you go have these conversations with people about expectations, don't start with emotion, start with value. Here's the value that I'm bringing. Here's the value I brought in this project. Here's the value I brought to ensuring that the turnover in my team is like a 1%, where the average turnover in this organization is at 30%, right? Do your research. You need to be able to articulate the value that you're bringing. And when you can do that, I can get you back off that ledge, man. I can get you out of that rut of just feeling like I can't do it. You know, it's just, I just need to stay here for a minute. It's just what I need. No, no, no. We're going to talk about the value that you bring and then be intentional about how long you're going to stay in that rut until you move out or how we're going to talk you right back off that ledge so that you can get somebody else and let them be on the ledge. You're going to be back where you need to be so you can make decisions and operate at your optimal. So it is intentional that out of your rut off the ledge because we go through that whole cycle. Don't beat yourself up because you're in one of those. We all go through those entrepreneurs, employees, nonprofits, for profit. We all go through those times. What you want to do is be aware of them. Awareness is key. Be very aware of them and then make an intentional decision about what you're going to do about it because you have power. That's why it's empowered action. You have power to do what you want to do. You have a choice. You always have a choice. You have a choice to stay in that rut. You have a choice to let them drive you off that ledge or you have a choice to stand in your own power and say, no, 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 we're going to sit here a minute and be strategic, but I'm going to remind you who I am and whose I am and then we'll move forward. I love it. I love it. And it's, I'm listening to you, right? And it, I don't know what came to my spirit too was anybody in those relationships out there that you're not happy with, right? Because I heard relationship advice the whole time. I'm yeah. like, that's a relationship <laughs> right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and it is, right? If you think, yes. you know, employee, employer, that's a relationship. If you think business owner and contractor, that's a relationship. Yes. Business owner and client, that's a relationship. You know, yes. partner and partner, that's a relationship, right? Mother, daughter, mother, son. Yes. 
It's a relationship. It all is. And everyone brings value. And you got to have expectations and be clear about those. Right. When you get quiet and people can't read your mind, that's where things get off kilter. Right. And, and the challenge, I think, for many of us, especially women, we have a tendency to try and try and try and dig and talk and work. And we, we want to make it work. We want to make it work. And then we get quiet. When we get quiet, that's when we're done. And it's hard to salvage when you're done. And so how about back that up, be clear about expectations in the beginning, right? And make sure you are listening actively to the other person's expectations, right? We have one mouth, two ears. Listen actively. What did they say? What did they not say? What did their body language say? Did they really hear me? Did I really hear them? Maybe I need to repeat what I heard. What I heard you say was, is that what you meant? Right. Get expectations clear so that when things get off the rails, you've already done that conversation. Right. Oh, wait, they're not going to respond to that. Well, because see, we had that conversation. That's why I say I never had to say I told you so in business when our teams, nothing. We had the conversation. We had the conversation early. We got it all out on the table and I know what's going to happen. So I've already got my plan B and C ready. So when it blows up, I don't have to say anything, but I actually can swoop in and make it work. Because I was ready. I like that. So like for a person that may not have any experience in that area, right? Like goes back mm -hmm. to your having these difficult conversations because yes. I know for me personally, look, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for me or yes. the, the old me, right? The me I'm coming out of is mm -hmm. I did not like difficult conversations. When I tell you yeah. I avoided them, like avoided them to the detriment of myself, right? Yes. And it just hurts you, you know? Yeah, you mm -hmm. might avoid this thing for a moment, but then the same yeah. thing is gonna happen two weeks later, a month later, you know, maybe worse. Like, so it, it yeah. doesn't erase the problem. But like for right. that person that doesn't like those difficult conversations, do you suggest like role play or, you know, like right. how do you get yourself comfortable with doing something that you don't like doing, you avoid at all costs, but needs to right. happen? You know, that, oh man, that's so powerful. And and the first thing is, again, knowing your own self, right? Being self-aware, what is it that isn't working, right? What is it? What's going on? Because you can't be clear with someone else if you're not clear with you. You want to be able to articulate it, right? And in difficult conversations, you have to be super clear in difficult conversations. So the first thing is to really understand what the issue is. But the second thing, when you want to prepare for a difficult conversation, you absolutely can role play. You can play it out. If you've got somebody who's a confident, that's great. But the bigger piece that I have found that helps, because I, don't get me wrong, I don't like having them either. But what I've been able to do is really get effective at focusing on the situation and the behavior. I try to use very little of the word you, right? You did this and you made me feel this. And because you did this and because then that becomes combative. So while passive voice, right, in grammar can sometimes be not as clear, when you're having a difficult conversation, you want to focus on what happened and the impact of what happened, right? So for example, if someone was just really nasty to you, instead of saying, you know, you were just really ugly to me and that made me feel like less than, I want to talk to you about the situation where the conversation that was had 
these words were said. And that's how those words impacted me and how it made me feel and made me think that I was not valuable, made me think that my opinion didn't matter, all of those kind of things, right? So when those kind of words are used with me or when that situation happens and that tone happens, this is how I take that. And that doesn't work for me, right? Now, you got to be prepared for the person depending on their personality. But that's not what I meant. That's not maybe. But those words in that context landed for me this way. And I think it's important for us to understand what that means and how that impacts our relationship, right? Now, if they're really, really not hearing, then at some point you might have to say, look, when you say <laughs> this, 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 and this, that's a problem. But if you can take away the combative in the very beginning, right, not go in pointing fingers and just focusing on the situation, sometimes it can take that pressure down in order to have the difficult conversation. Because when you first start out with you and you did and you, you made me feel this way and because you, it becomes pointed, mm. right, and accusatory. And that's where people get their guard up and they stop listening. You want someone to listen to what you're saying. And if you can focus on the situation and the outcomes and impact of the situation, sometimes that can start to bring the pressure down. And then only if you have to, can you get really pointed about, no, when you do this and your behavior here was a problem, especially if you're talking employer, employee, right? Ultimately, if you got someone who just isn't getting it, then you're going to have to be much more pointed and say, you know what, when you do this, this is an impact that it has on your teammates, and that's a problem. And we need to fix that behavior, right? You still need to circle around and talk about behavior so you're not attacking someone's character. But if they're really not getting it, you can go back to you. But for difficult conversations, get clear on what your issue is and then really try to focus on the situation and not be accusatory in the beginning. And that can sometimes take the pressure down. But the other thing is, you just gotta have them, right? It gets easier the more you have them. and you can have fewer of them if you are clearer in the first place. Mm, circle back. Look, this title of this episode is going to be something with clear. Look, <laughs> I haven't completely, look, I wrote down, be clear so far. We'll see how far we get. Yeah, right. I love that. I love that. So Laura has given us some grade A, grade A advice in relation to dealing with people, which is one of her expertise, right? And whether those people are your family, your employees, your contract, whoever the people are, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that that is, is super, super important, right? Because we deal with people, you know, people help yeah. us run our businesses. We have to engage with people to sell our products and, you know, what have you. So I'm so glad that the conversation steered this way right Laura because I ain't yeah. hardly get to my questions Laura look I don't do like uh -oh. you I write questions but I just you know I let it flow I let it flow so I'm excited I'm excited Yay. about you know how it turned out and I know that it, it was meant for someone somewhere out there look I'm, I'm the someone y'all I'm the someone so. yeah but you know I'm hoping that some other someone's joining me along this journey right absolutely we got merch. Go to winhersunited.com forward slash shop to check out the WinHers t-shirts. There are two options available for you in multiple colors. Get one for you and a friend. One is called the WinHers Courageous t-shirt and the other is called the WinHers Birthright t-shirt. The material is top notch and the designs are too cute. Remember, you're a winner every day, so you might as well wear the t-shirt. Get yours today at winhersunited.com forward slash shop.
Laura, let's switch over a little bit, right? Sure. Let's talk about, because I know you told me when we had our pre-interview, right? Like you yeah. believe in therapy, right? So yes. tell us about what prompted you to seek therapy and how it's helped you as a business owner. Man, I tell you what, I would not, in fact, I have therapy session this morning, it's every Monday, and I would not be here without my therapist. And I, and I know that. And having faith and having a therapist are not mutually exclusive people in particular black folk. We can have Jesus and we can have a therapist. And I know I need me some Jesus, okay? Let's start there. I think what drove me, not I think, I know, what drove me is I had moved back, I'd been away 15 years, and I'd moved back to Texas. I'd left my job, moved back to Texas, and it really hit me, I think, the grief that I had been processing. So I'm a daddy's girl. My dad died in 96. I'm a daddy's girl. My parents would have been married 30 years that next March. He died on New Year's Eve. And that next March, he would have been, they would have been married 30 years. And very much daddy's girl, even to this day. And I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. We are, we are best friends. And I didn't realize because I was away, right? I was in Detroit when he passed away. And I couldn't really greet because it would always hit me, like in the middle of rush hour traffic or on the, in a meeting or something. So I don't think I really processed that. And I recognized at one point, I said, you know, what I really want to do, I just want to go away. I just want to go away. I was not suicidal. I didn't want to end my life, but I just wanted to go away. I wanted to pack up all my stuff. I just wanted to disappear and just not have contact with anyone. I just wanted to go away. And what kept me from doing it, number one, was my mom would be devastated. So I can't do that to my mother. But I knew that these feelings just weren't, they weren't cool. Something had to happen. And so I reached out. Actually, for those of you who are, are thinking about therapy, there's so much more now with COVID, but there is generally a the 800 number, and now they've got 988. So if you're in crisis, dial 988, and that'll get you immediately to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you're really in need of crisis help. And I called the 800 number where you can get free therapy because I wasn't working, right? I'd left my job. I wasn't working. And they didn't call me back. 30 days, they didn't call me back. And, and I was in, again, I wasn't suicidal, but I was very much in crisis. And so I ended up doing some research. I found this person and I went to my first session and I thought, I don't know if this is gonna work. You know, it was just a little, this little bitty petite, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed woman from Michigan. She just, I'm like, and I just, I don't feel good. So I just need you to tell me the step, right? Risk management, right? Tell me the steps I need to do. That's what I, and she's like, so it doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. And there's a lot more stuff we need to do, but we don't, it doesn't work that way. You know, this is, this is work. And it was just, and it, from that very beginning, I just knew, you know, God, divine intervention. God just knew this was the person that I needed. And so I knew I needed to figure out what was making me feel so disconnected. And after I've been in therapy 13 years, right? And people are like, oh, no, because here's the thing. It changes over time, right? So in the very beginning, I was in absolute crisis. It has morphed into still therapy, but also kind of business coaching, right? Because the things that come up as entrepreneurs, man, and again, I left corporate to start this business. So there is no safety net. There is no paycheck coming in. It is just me. And the stuff that comes up when you're doing that is stuff that you didn't even know existed. So it has enabled me, by continuing therapy, it has enabled me to take my self-awareness to a whole different level to recognize when things are about to get out of control and to have those, understand my triggers and to be able to combat those. It's also been able to help me really think through how do I deliver better? 
How do I serve better? Because it's so much more aligned with who I am. It also helps me recognize some of the things that I see in others and especially other black women because some of the things are consistent with a shared experience, right? Now, that doesn't mean an exact same experience, but a shared experience in terms of being black women in America, in this society, right? There are certain things that we experience that are consistent. So therapy has been something that has truly enabled me to keep going. This is year number five of the business because there have been many times that I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and get a job. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? I know, ma'am. It just, forget it. And so it has really helped me work through those situations. And I'm not talking about a couple of hours that that'll happen. That would last for months where it's like tears and I can't believe it and I don't understand. I've spent way too much money. And and if it weren't for therapy to really help reset, right? Not only remind me of understanding what is really true and what's just the nervous system responding out of fear and a lack of a feeling of safety, but also to get really clear myself on where I'm trying to move and the legacy that I'm trying to build and reminding myself of my own purpose, because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. There's way too many God winks that happen. Even in the difficult times, something always shows up that says, Laurel, I'm telling you what you need to do. I need you to just keep moving. Just keep moving. And if it weren't for therapy, I wouldn't be able to hear those things because I would be so grounded in my own nervous system's response to fear and unknowing. And I wouldn't be as, as good at dealing with some of those things when they came up. You know, the idea of visualization, the ability to do EFT tapping, the ability to do these things to really reset my nervous system to move forward have been absolutely instrumental in my ability to stay five years without going back and getting, you know, going back to corporate to have that that happen. And and sometimes we just have to, right? Practical happens. We got mortgages. We got bills to pay. The practical happens. So I am by no means passing judgment on people who decide to do both or who choose to go back. It's all about choices. Do what you need to do for you and what makes you happy, what brings you joy, or what gives you what you need in the moment so you can get back to what it is you want. There is no judgment here. When folks work with me, that's the first thing. I'm like, there is no judgment. Who am I? I got a log in my own eye. Who am I to Call out the boulder in yours, right? Stop. Just do you. But therapy for me, I highly encourage. If you are having that moment, even if you have good ride or die, sometimes you need somebody who is not in all your mess to be able to call out your mess and help you see it for what it is and move through it. So I would not be here without my therapist, for sure. Faith and therapy. Okay, look, yeah, because look, Laurel quoting Bible verses on us and everything, y'all. Look, I don't know if y'all caught it, but I caught it because that was one I had to internalize for myself, right? When it's yes. the log versus the boulder, right? In the eye, right? Like we all uh -huh. have our own things and it's easy to see other people's, right? But we yes. also have to turn that mirror on ourselves. But that look, that was just an ad lib, Laurel. I wasn't even going to talk about that. That wasn't in my notes I'm writing down on the side, right? <laughs> but, um, humble that's the word that came yeah. to my mind right you want to yes. be humbled venture into entrepreneurship you will be humbled <sighs> like no other you will be humbled period like it's a yes. it's, it's a humbling experience right and i've also 
just the more I go, the more I learn. And this is me going, you know, like not full time, right? Mindset, yes. like it, it's so much mindset work that happens. And like you said, those things that come up that you didn't even know was there, right? Because right. you're relying on yourself, you know, and figuring things out for yourself. And it's like, what they say, you got to hunt, you got to hunt, you got to go hunt yeah. for your food, right? Like, yes. so you got to have that in you. I love that. And yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. advocate for therapy. Right. Period. Yes. Right. Like and I yes. love the way you kind of talked about the journey. Right. Because a lot of times we do have things that we haven't dealt with that we mm -hmm. may not know was there. Right. So initially right. It may be clearing out the weeds, so to say, clearing the weeds mm -hmm. from the garden, you know, and once right. the weeds are clear, then, you know, let's get to growing these plants and let's get to growing yeah. these fruits and let's get to growing these vegetables. But we got to get all the guck out. First, yes. Right. So, yes, I love that. I love that. Yes. And you got to keep and I love those gardening references. Right. And you got to keep tilling the soil, man. You never know what's growing up in there. You got to keep tilling it up because you don't know what may have infested all those roots. Keep tilling. Keep tilling. You need to dig stuff up every once in a while and just put some new soil in and start all over. It's all right. It's all right. Mm. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Right, right. So all of that in relation to what you're talking about as far as therapy and your growth, yep. too, I think it goes directly back to one of your other favorite things, right? Shifting <laughs> your perspective so that your circumstances yeah. can shift. Yes. Yes. You know, I when I first came out and was thinking, you know, I'm going to have this podcast. Someone encouraged me to have a podcast. I never thought about it. Right. And and it's now become something I love to do. Who knew the introvert would love to do podcasting? And I was like, what am I going to name it? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to name it the Rutledge Perspective. One, because Rutledge and, and my dad and, you know, my mom and just out of respect for them. And, and then perspective, because I've always been a person that loved to learn and loved to understand different perspectives. Because how do you know that your perspective is right if you've never heard anyone else's? How do you know that what you're doing is the right thing if you don't allow other stuff to come in? And so I am adamant about, one, the truth, because the truth and facts do still exist, people. They really do. There is such a thing as facts. And I love learning and getting other people's perspectives on things because it opens your mind to what possibilities are. You know, I, I was talking earlier about having listened to a podcast and this woman who was one of the first black CEOs, and she started talking about this cleanup thing. I mentioned being the cleanup woman. And she said she came into so many things. She had to clean up a lot of stuff. Her perspective on that was so different than mine because I kept thinking, or my perspective was, man, you know, every single time you get promoted, but you're cleaning up the crap that other people left and they got promoted and they keep, they keep talking about how great they are, but it's so bad. They never even made a dent in it, but they moved them on and then brought us in to clean it up. And sometimes, because I've been in HR, sometimes that is a way to move someone out or marginalize them. But her perspective was, you know what? But if you go in and you clean it up and you insist that you get the same resources that someone else got to clean it up, you may or may not be successful. But now you've met other people and they see how you work. So you've made other connections, you've made other networks, you've made other opportunities, and you've learned something. I'm like, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. I've just been irritated, right? <laughs> I was just frustrated. So that whole idea of perspective is if you open your mind even to perspectives that are 180 degrees different than yours or that really make you angry, 
if nothing else, understanding somebody else's perspective helps you shore up your argument. Mm. So don't be so worried about not wanting to hear what somebody else says that's a complete opposite of yours. If you want your argument to be stronger, you really got to understand what somebody else's argument is because then you can combat it. Chess, not checkers, folks. Mm. That's good. That's good. You just reminded me of one of my perspectives that has been a game changer. And it was from, I don't know, was it from this podcast? It may have been from this podcast mm -hmm. or just from my entrepreneurial journey thus, thus far is, you know, when I first started, I was very upset at my job, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. upset with my manager, just upset with my situation, we'll call it, you yes. know, and I resented the fact that I was still working, right? Because I wanted to go in full-fledged 100% entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was talking to someone and they was like, well, my, well I think I might have read it on social media where they go, mm -hmm. my employer is the number one investor into my business. I said, that might have been Lisa Nichols. Listen mm -hmm. here, you know? And, and I'm telling you because I'm not ready right mm -hmm. now at this second, right? Because if I was, I would do it, right? Yes. So I'm not ready to leave my job, you know? So right. instead of me feeling resentful at my job I shifted that to being grateful for my job because yes. if it wasn't for my job you know I wouldn't be able to finance my dream right so yes. I love that I yes. love that it's all a matter of perspective I have a girlfriend who was a professional dancer and she would get down on herself every once in a while she's like man you know I'm still working on you know getting this degree or getting this certification and and I didn't do that you know I danced and blah 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 and I said wait 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 I said one you did something that millions of people would love to do. And you did it. You took the opportunity to do it. I said, number two, you can still do the other things because you're not dead yet. And number three, you took a job that enabled you, that, that played into your, your skills, but also was just enough so you could fund the thing you really wanted to do because that thing wasn't going to pay you any money. So you had to work. So you found a job that enabled you to work and still do the thing you loved. It's all about perspective. Don't beat yourself up. You did something amazing. And now it's going to turn into something else you can do because you've got it on your resume and a lot of other people don't. Mm. So perspective, perspective. Sometimes that employer, even if you hate the job, if you shift the perspective, you don't have resentment, right? right. You don't have anger. You don't have, because they're not there to love it. <laughs> You're not there to love your people. You're not there to be fulfilled by it. You're there to make the money, honey. Listen, and listen. keep it moving. I like that. Look, and Laurel just said something or she alluded to something that we say all the time. But I want to say it again, right? Because it's very important, right? If you notice, she was talking to her friend and she poured into her friend, right? So get you mm -hmm. some friends. You know, that's yes. going to pick you up. That's going to get you off the ledge, right? That's going to get you yes. off the ledge. Get you some friends. That's going to get you yes. off the ledge because sometimes we, how they say, we can't see the forest for the trees, right? right. So you need that those trusted people around you that's going to remind you of how amazing you are, right? Because sometimes yes. we forget. We forget sometimes, but we need some people in our corner that's going to help continue to push us up and build us up, right? So I think that's, that's, that's yeah. All right, Laura, so what's a book? We need a book that every entrepreneur should read. I know you love to read. What book do you have for us? So there's a couple of them. One that I tell everybody to read. If you have not read it yet, go get The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Not only The Big Leap, but also his supplement, which is called The Joy of Genius. So you hear people, including me, you hear people talking about zone of genius, zone of excellence, all that. That's Gay Hendricks who did that. So Gay, G-A-Y, Hendricks, C-K-S at the end. So the big leap. So that's a big one. And then the other one is, it's called, I think it's Level Up. And it is a book that is 
Stacey Abrams and Laura Hodgson. And it talks about their business and how they built it and lost it. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. I listened to it on audiobooks. And they talk a lot about their relationship. They couldn't be more different. They're different politically. They're different culturally. Right? They're different in the way they work with people. Polar opposites in a lot of things. But what they were was very clear with each other, very clear about expectations. And they talk about that whole journey of building a business, losing a business, and then understanding what the marketplace needed to then build their next business and how they continued to be able to really honor each other's strengths including, you know, Stacey's runs on the political side and what that meant for the business and how she started taking a different role but was still very much engaged and how they managed that change with their people, right? Because they had employees. It's phenomenal. All things entrepreneurship. So the big leap for everybody, working in corporate, not working in corporate, doing your own thing, whatever, the big leap. But Level Up is, especially for entrepreneurs, really great in taking you through that journey. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Listen, look, these are new books. This is a question I used to ask in the beginning seasons, uh -huh. right? And I don't think anyone ever suggested those books. So I'm super yeah. excited to hear that. Yay! It's so funny because I was, I held a book club earlier this year and uh -huh. then I was researching other books to get and I saw The Big Leap and I was thinking about it. So you just sold me yeah. on The Big Leap, yeah. right? It's good. Good, good. All right, so let's switch over into self-care stuff, right? Like, okay. and when we spoke previously, you mentioned something for self-care that's, again, another new, right? Yeah. So you talked about buying a new mattress, right? Yes. So, Laurel, talk to us about how <gasps> this new mat. Listen, did y'all hear that sound? That sound speaks for itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. So talk to us about how this new mattress has helped you and why you feel that this is a form of self-care. So one, sleep is so important. It is so important and I'm not a good sleeper, right? So I fall asleep really easily, but I can't stay asleep. And the minute my eyes open, my brain is on. And so it's hard for me to get back to sleep, right? So part of that is making sure that you are very comfortable, that your mattress works, that you get good sleep on your mattress, that it works for your body. And, and so for me, one of the things, especially coming out of entrepreneurship or coming into entrepreneurship was my sleep is not working. It impacts your energy. It impacts your ability to work out all of the things. Sleep is so critical. And so as I was dealing with things with therapy and dealing with things in the business, relationships, all the kind of things, I had so little energy. I just... I was tired all the time. I was sleepy all the time. When it gets to be this time of year, it's even worse for me because I am sun-driven. So when the days get really short, it is hard for me to stay energetic because when it's dark, my brain is dark. My brain is like, it's time to go to bed. And so when I decided, I was like, you know what, Laurel, your back's hurting, your legs hurt, all that you're not sleeping. Just go get the mattress. What are you losing by being worried about spending this money on this mattress? Go get the mattress. I'm telling you that first night, I haven't slept that good in I don't know how long. It was awesome, awesome. And for me, that was probably the biggest piece of self-care I could have done in 2022. And there's other things, right? I work out, I've got a trainer, because there's some things that, that expenses that I just continue. I don't care what's going on, we're gonna figure out how to pay for therapy, and we'll figure out how to pay for a trainer. And I do that, but I couldn't do that as effectively if I wasn't sleeping. Right. And if I was sore all the time and if my back hurt all the time. So this mattress has been the foundation 
the true foundation of ensuring that I could take care of me and all those other spaces because I can get rest, I can reset, right? You need sleep for your body to regenerate, right? All the vitamins you're taking, all the water you're drinking doesn't matter if you are not sleeping. So get some sleep, go get that mattress. Whatever it is for you, go get the mattress and, and some good sheets, mm, good sheets. Listen. And if you're of a certain age, go get the sheets that are cooling sheets. Because they do make a difference, I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Look, Laura giving us all the goods. Now, what kind of mattress is it, Laura? What if we want the one you got? Well, the one I got is actually made locally. It's by Texas Mattress Makers. And so I got their their local mattress that's like a deep pocket, cooling top. Okay. I'll have to find the actual name and I'll send it to you. But yeah, it's a local. But I think they ship all over. I'm not sure. Okay, So yeah. Okay. Yeah. But my brother has a sleep number. He said it's fantastic. Okay. So. You know, that's one investment that I've been thinking of making. I haven't put myself up to spending the money, but I do agree. Mm -hmm. You know, certain investments are a no-brainer. Yeah. But I love that. And I just thought that that was such a unique perspective, you know, in relation to self-care, right? Because self-care looks so many different yeah. ways, right? So yes. super excited to share that yeah. with you all. Look, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to do some research, y'all, because I got to give me a better mattress. I do. You yes, know? it makes a difference. When you get on your mattress and you roll into the middle, get a new mattress. Ooh. But, all right, all right, Laura. Don't get out my business, Laura. Get out my business, right? I'm, it's a little dip. It's one little spot that's like a little divot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like when you first get in it, it feels just right. Like you've broken it in. Mm -mm. But then when you get up and your neck hurts and your back is yeah, no. Right. No. It's time. It's time. <laughs> Look, if you out there and it's time, you are not alone. We are in this together. Alone. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Laura, let us hear about your latest win and why it's important to you. Oh, wow. So I would say my latest win is this, and, and I have so many, but I'm going to call this one out because it was, it was unexpected. My latest win is a client actually was able to sell her business. Mm. And so I actually met this client because she is the mother of another client. And, her, and my client said, you've got to talk to my mom. She's trying to figure out what she's going to do. And she's, you know, retirement age. She was had this really great business that she'd built up, solopreneur. She had one person working for her. And, and I took her through the process. It's the same thing, alignment, vision, action, right? Took her through the same process for her business. And, and it turned out there were some things that were coming up, right? She was more, more worried about the employee and hurting the employee's feelings, mm -hmm. right, than doing the thing for the business. And it came down to expectations and being clear and all of that kind of stuff. And so when I saw her daughter recently, she said, oh my gosh, my mother's getting ready to reach out to you. I'm like, uh-oh. She said, no, no, no. She said she was able to find, she did everything you told her to do. She was able to find this company that was trying to find smaller firms. And not only is she going, and she's going to be able to transition out on her own time. So almost going from entrepreneur back to employee, but almost kind of you know, a, a emeritus, right? So taking the work she wants, but not the work she doesn't want. And her employee is going and loves it, feels comfortable there. They love her. Just perfect. And so I reached out to her and I said, oh, I'm so excited. And that for me, her message back to me that was like, I can't even tell you, I feel so much more comfortable. I don't feel like I'm letting my clients down. I don't feel like I'm letting my employee down. I felt, don't feel like I'm letting myself down. I actually have a plan and a pathway now to get to this life I want in retirement where I can do it sooner and really spend time with my kids and grandkids that I wanted to. That to me is why I do this, 
Yes, I want a seven, eight figure business. I absolutely do. And I'm claiming all of that that God has for me. I want every dollar because I want to make a big impact. I want to write a big check to a school and pay for every kid's lunch and pay for every teacher's classrooms, right? I want to be able to do that. But beyond that, I want every person I touch to feel that they've been seen and that they have gotten into where they want to be, that they are aligned, that they are clear on their vision, and that they have moved into empowered action to get their thing. And that, to me, was like the biggest win that I've had in a very long time. And it just, it felt so good because she was so happy. Because that's the point. It's not about me. Servant leadership is not about you. And this is not about me. It's about the impact that I've been put on this earth to make. So it just... It really made my heart happy. I love that. Look, and Laura got all these emotions going on. Look, this is deep and, and real, y'all. Look, this, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. As I was listening to you, what came to my mind, and literally, when I tell you, like, right before we got on this call, Laura, I was talking to my 23-year-old <laughs> daughter, and I was yeah. saying, like, don't sacrifice yourself, you know? And a lot of times yeah. we sacrifice ourselves for people places things you know and that's what yes. I heard in relation to that you know to where she wasn't able yeah. to sacrifice she didn't have to sacrifice herself and she still got what she needed also and a lot of times we yes. sacrifice ourselves or she still was able to give or do what she wanted to do you know and a lot of times right. we do what we want or what we want other people to have but we sacrifice ourselves while doing yes. it you know so I love that yes. that's what stuck out to me the most congratulations yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited about what she did. And it was, you know, I am just, I consider myself, I'm just a conduit, right? I just facilitate. I just am able to connect dots that people can't see, but it's, it's all her, right? It's all my clients. I'm just that catalyst for them to be able to get there. Because sometimes we can't see our own stuff, right? As you said, we're in the, we're in the trees, right? And so I help people pull back and see the forest. Right. Love it. Love it. Look, because listen, we need that large view, y'all. We need that large yes. view. So, Laurel, tell us what being a winner means to you. Wow. You know, so I, this is going to sound really weird, but being a winner to me is being Nicole Walker. You need to stop, And Laurel. I say that, well, but I say that, I say that honestly, right? And with intent, because again, we met at the Black Pod Fest. You know, there was something about th th this connection around data, but it was bigger than that. There was a, a spirit and a guidance in the information that you were delivering that said, look, we are meant to be in podcasting. We have a way to do this well, and we have a way to connect with people and deliver and serve through this medium. And by having data, we can do more of that. But your focus Yes, it was data, but it was really on uplifting everyone in that room to say, you've got this, you can find this, you can build this, and here are the tools I'm going to give you to help you do that. And that, to me, is what Win Hers is about. It was about finding the win, truly the win, for everyone in the room through the expertise that you have. It's delivering wins for everyone else through your genius. And that's what I felt when I was in that room with you. And it was your genius, right? None of the rest of us had that genius that you have. It was clearly your genius. And through delivering your genius the way you did, you allowed everyone in that room to win. And especially the women who were sitting in that room, who I was watching too, who were like, I don't know, should I really be doing this? Do I really have a message? How do I do that? To say, no, if she can do this, 
I can do this. My genius is different, but she's told me that I can figure this out and I can do it. So that's what it means to me. Mm. That's what it means to me. Listen, y'all, Laura, Laura trying to make me cry. Y'all know I think I'm a part, I'm a part-time <laughs> thug, right? So I think I ain't supposed to be crying, y'all. But Laura, she trying it, boy. She trying it today. I love that. I love it. I love it. And it is. that. That is my heart. You know, to teach yeah. people to celebrate the wins, right? And and even with this podcast, yes. right? If it's success leaves clues, right? If anyone up here is doing anything you aspire to do, then that means you can do it too. Period. Yes. Period. And and we yes. up here giving you the clues you need, right? So you know that's why y'all got them notebooks, yeah. you know. And then don't just right? write it down. Take the notebook out and try one thing, one thing a day, one thing a week, one thing a month. Do yeah. however. Just try something now. Try it yeah. and make it happen. One thing. Yeah. I love that. Right. Right. So much. So many gems, Laurel. Look, it's coming up on time. I don't want to see you go, you know, but I know we got lives to get back to. Right. So yeah. two things. Any parting words that you may have for us and then let us know where we can find you and connect with you. Sure. Parting words would just be, look, you got this. You got this. Your genius is your genius. There is plenty for everyone and someone is looking for you. Do them a service by showing up so they can find you. And that doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. There could be somebody in your company who is just looking for somebody to tell them it's okay and that they can survive. So keep showing up. You got this. Keep showing up. And then to find me, the easiest way to find me is everything's on my website, laurelrutledge.com. Everything is there. So ways to work with me is there. I have announcements that are there. You can get on my email list that are there. You can get to the podcast, the radio show. Everything is there. I am revamping it. So what you see now is not what you're going to see in 2023. But right now it is up and running and all the things, all the things Laurel Rutledge can be there. Even connections to my social media. So yeah, that's the easiest way. Thank you so much, Laurel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Like, it has been amazing. It has been amazing. I just, I love this. And I am so honored that you would have me on your podcast. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Laurel and I hope you did as well. My takeaway for today is to get clear with myself so I can be clear with others. The way Laurel broke down truly understanding ourselves so we can make decisions for our greater good really did it for me and let me know that I have work to do. What's your takeaway from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email is whenhersunited at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I look forward to receiving an email from you. Don't forget to go to winhersunited.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes for this episode. You can read Laurel's full bio, get the links to connect with Laurel, get the cash app handle for Winhers United, get the direct link to my Buy Me A Coffee page, get the link to get your Winhers t-shirt and more. This is our last episode for season 10. But we'll be back in January with another season of amazing, winning women of color entrepreneurs. So until then, as always, be empowered and empower on. <laughs>